Hey, what's good, ladies and gentlemen? I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an amazing singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, someone I've known for, man, seems probably like 10 years or so. Uh, I want you to welcome my man, my homie, Genesis. 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 What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. That's right, man. Hey, I'm glad we we were able to, you know, really sit down. You know, I didn't have to, I think I told you this earlier, I didn't have to actually wait to come to St. Louis <laughs> to have this interview. Right. But, uh, right. but yeah, man, so it's, of course, you know, we've known each other for, man, like I said, almost 10 years, probably 10 years. And, um, yeah, you know, so it's been a, it's been a, uh, an amazing friendship and an amazing journey. So won't you just share with all of us how you got started in this whole music business? Oh, wow. How I got started. Well, <clears throat> I grew up, I'm a PK, so I'm a preacher's kid and in church, you know, I was playing the drums in church and all that. Um, I had a little mini Casio little, you know, little mini Casio keyboard or whatnot, uh, messing around with that. I was always like writing songs. I love music. I was writing songs and stuff. Um, and that was real young, man. I would even say like seven, seven-ish, eight. Um, and then as I, you know, got older or whatnot and start honing in on the craft and kind of figure out, okay, really like this and listening to songs on the radio. Um, I actually went to studios tell you this, I went to studios, right? And I made big boy studios and I took this little Casio keyboard <laughs> that I had, took that in there. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm here to speak to such and such, you know, I remember their name, all that, but, um, and I want to show them these songs that I got. And it was like, yeah, yeah, you know. So got on in there, man. Like, I mean, the big consoles and all that. And here I am with my little mini Casio and I'm pressing a little stuff on there. I'm like, yeah, see, it go like this. <laughs> I'm not singing these songs. Yo. But I can tell you, like, later on, like, especially up today, you know, mm -hmm. you hear somebody coming there and do that, you'll be like, what? Like, they ain't saying nothing like that, though. It's like, great job, yeah, great job. They're like, yeah, but, um, good, good for you. Yeah, but I've, I've always had, like, an ear for music, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, doing that and had my own songs, and again, writing and then start getting more and more into, like, looking up studio stuff, getting equipment, things like that. Um, I ran into, this is back in, like, I want to say like 1995, I went to a friend of mine. She was like, hey, I want you to come to this church with me. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll come in. I'll go with you. And it was like West End Montcarmo. Um, went to the hmm. church. And it was like a Christmas service or something like that. And it was two guys that called up. They was like, we're going to call up Ducey's and come up. And I was like, okay, Ducey's. And then they started rapping, right? <laughs> and I was like, they rapping? Like we in church and they rapping and all that stuff. So I'm like, dang, that's what's up. And then met them after that, you know, and they was like real cool. We all started hanging out and stuff like that. And um, I started showing them some more of my music and I was already producing, you know, just making music and stuff like that. Um, and then we put more things together. And then after that, I joined the group and stuff just even took off even further, bro. Like I was going by Fitzgerald. Actually, I was going by Sippy Boy at the time because I'm from Mississippi. And I was going by Sippy Boy. Sippy Boy. Sippy Boy Productions. <laughs> yeah, Sippy Boy Productions. Um, did that, and then we were doing that for like a few years, you know, mm -hmm. um, traveling and doing like little mini tours and stuff, Six Flags and all that stuff like that, and open up for people. Um, 
And then we branched off um, a little bit later on. We all started doing our solo projects. And I changed my name from Sippy Boy to Fitzgerald. So I started going my Fitzgerald. Okay, that's my like real middle name. That's right, Fitz. This is dope, okay. Yeah, Fitz. So did a lot of stuff like under Fitzgerald. Um, and after a while, it got hard for people to actually like look me up. Every time they tried to find Fitzgerald, Ella Fitzgerald always came up for <laughs> You know, Fitzgerald from, Fitzgerald from Scandal. <laughs> up and I'd be way at the bottom somewhere. And I'd be like, we can't find your music. So that's what made me change the name to Genesis. Uh, I wanted to get something that was kind of unique, but still, if you looked it up, it would be right there. Mm-hmm. And just the whole story behind Genesis, like the beginning, the creation, like how God, you know, created the world and everything like that. And I still want to focus on Genesis um, and still have just that, that name flight. So and here I am today, still doing it, man. <laughs> man, of course, it. of course. OK, so, it's, so it's been a long while. Oh, man. Look, I know. So, so talk about, of course, you're from Mississippi, right? And so, yes. I mean, so how'd you get up in St. Louis? So I moved to Mississippi in 1990 and I was 11. Um, my parents had had a divorce, so I went through a whole divorce state. Um, and my dad still lived in Mississippi, but my mom, she had friends and family up here in St. Louis. So when she was doing her divorce, um, she actually moved and that's what brought us here to St. Louis. Um, so this, like I said, I was 11 when I came here. So I've been here like ever since then, like over half my life more now. Um, but that's how I got to St. Louis, bro. Like ever since then, oh, 11th, my fifth grade year. <laughs> hey, well, you know, of course, it's a, it's a blessing for St. Louis to, to have you. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK, so. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, man. So you, you got from Mississippi, you got to St. Louis. And so. Uh, so how did you get into the music, you know, the music scene within St. Louis? You know, of course, you said you left Mississippi when you were 11. Right. Yeah. And so then you got so to like, St. Again, Louis. Once I started, once I started doing a lot of stuff with um, New Season, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe it, bro. Like we were all at the same church. You had me, Donnell and, you know, uh, Brian, which is New Season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Slade, I, you know, I, you know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> JR was... Uh, JR with Courtney Orlando now. He mm-hmm. was there. Brad Young. All of us. Um, Jason. Ah, okay. At, at this church. So we were kind of already right there. They were already doing music. Um, and then we did something like evangelism and things like that in the streets. And that's how we met Thizzle um, doing the evangelism. Then Thizzle, I don't think Thizzle never became a member there, but he actually became a Christian, though, which was dope. Um, and that's actually how we met Flame, too. Uh, Flame was already... Um, Flame wasn't a part of West End Mark Carmel, but he, um, his girlfriend was, which was Mick at the time, and she was inviting him to come, and then he came a few times and stuff like that, so that's how we met Flame. So that circle was already been there, and, mm, mm-hmm. like, and it just kept getting bigger. Nab was there. Nab, we've been knowing Nab ever since. Everybody was at the one church. Hey, All of us just what was, was it, one it was, thing. Was it Mark Carmel? Is that what you West said? Mark yeah, West End Mark Carmel. Yeah. Dang. West End Mark Carmel. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, I didn't know y'all were all at the at the same church in the very. Well, I think I did. I think I did knew that. I think I knew y'all were all at at the same place at the same time in the very beginning. So we used to go to um, we used to go to Brad's crib. We used to go to Jr's grandma's house because that's where they Mm -hmm. made stuff (laughs) at. Down in the basement and everything, like that's where it all was. Oh yeah. Yeah, just getting around like that. 
Um, mm. And eventually, eventually, later on, you know, I went to school. I went to Nelly School, Nelly EI downtown, mm-hmm. Extreme Institute by Nelly. And I well, met I a lot mean, more people even you know, from there. Yeah, you know, I went to that same school. Yeah, 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 you did. I, <laughs> I, was, like, I was like, should I take this class? Yeah, man, I think, I think me and my, uh, my friend Keith, who was in St. Louis, I think we were like the very first students of the, of the school. Well, at least the first students for... Mm-hmm for Carl's uh, mixing class. I don't yeah. think he, yeah, I, I don't think he had any other students before that. And I don't remember seeing any other students while we were at the school, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they had others, but I know me and Keith, we went in the evenings, but uh, yeah, Nelly school was tight. It, yeah. it, was, it was tight. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the time that I had there. You know, I mean, it was just me, Keith, Carl, and Wish. That was it, and D, D oh, was there. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that was, and, okay. um, and blue, that was it. And blue, yep. yeah, blue. That was yeah. that was it. So, it was a lot more when I went. Oh man! By the time you went, bro, they they done opened up the the, the uh, third floor. They done had summer concert series. Yeah. I mean, they were doing so much by the time you got there. By the time we got there, it was like a ghost town. <laughs> and I, I, I only. I only wanted to go for mixing is what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just take a mixing class and then that's it. But then Blue Talk Man to doing a whole course and actually <laughs> get a degree, which is what I did. So I got my degree, though, you know, recording mm-hmm. and management. So I got that to go on top of what I'm already doing, you know. So right. It helped. You know, it taught me some, a few more things about mixing. You know, honestly, so, you're, you're one of the lucky ones because you, you have your degree prior to all the whole debacle with Vatterot and with EI and all that whole, that whole right. thing, yeah. you know? I mean, I, and I know this is not a conversation about, about EI, but uh, I remember when, when I went, there were some things that, uh, you know, because I, like I said, I was one of like the very first students. And so there was a lot of things that right. they had envisioned, a lot of things that they wanted to do. And, you know, honestly, it was sad to see that school kind of go in the direction that it did as far as, closing mm-hmm. his doors, et cetera, because it was a, it actually was a great, a great school. And, you know, for the city of St. Louis, I don't think the city had any other type of program like no. that or school like that. And so it's, it's a shame no. that that is now gone from, you know, from the city of St. Louis. So, but yeah, man, yeah, man. So go back, you know, so you, you were with due season. So talk about, you know, how all that went, talk about what happened. I mean, if you want to share what happened to due season, and uh, so, where you where so you with, guys are now? Yep. Right, right, right. So with the season, um, like I said, I basically came in. I was producing a lot of the music, um, and then singing, of course, because that's what I was doing. I never rapped or nothing, you know. And they were already rapping, so now I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna rap. So start doing all stuff and writing raps too. So there you go. Now I'm rapping and singing at the same time. But and still mainly doing a lot of production work because that's what I was doing. Um, and still to this day, like I said, we all went our separate ways later on. Um, me and Darnell put some stuff together, but we ended up never putting that project out. Um, everybody put out their own solo stuff. Um, well, Brian still got to put out a, a whole project, but uh, I put out a few solo albums and the whole group. We was a Christian based group. So that's one of the main things that set us apart from everybody else. Um, we're speaking about the Lord and just, um, just our Christian views, um, with everything. And that's what, again, that's what made it different. 
Um, still never branched off from that. Um, but at the same time, I had to recognize that I wasn't exactly a Christian artist, so to speak, because I'm still a producer. I write songs. I'm a songwriter as well as recording artist. Um, I learned how to mix, like trust in my ears. So I mix my own stuff at the same time. So like mm -hmm. if you want to say on the engineer side. So, but it's not one genre. Like I'm, I'm versatile. Like I, I thank God for that because that's like a gift that I have right. that I'm versatile. I'm, like, I'm able to produce and create more than one genre of music. So I mm -hmm. couldn't label and say, hey, well, I'm a Christian artist or a Christian producer, you know, versus just saying that I'm an artist or I'm a producer or I'm a mm -hmm. songwriter that happens to, that happens to be a Christian. Like it's a difference, you know what I mean? Um, but again, I started to, you know, hook up with other artists, hook up with other songwriters. Um, we would get together, write songs, shop to other artists. Um, I mean, it's just been a whole big world, man. And just and and taking off from there. Um, to where I'm still putting out projects. I'm still trying to help other artists as well as, you know, with production and things like that and writing. Um, the sales of production, not so much now because things are kind of getting mm -hmm. lower. Nobody's really paying like top dollar or dollar oh. dollars for a beat and stuff like that. I, I mean, not for us, not from independent, <laughs> you know, at least. Right. But yeah, I'm, I'm still doing my thing, man, on that. And as far as I say, Brian's, Brian, I think is working on the project right now. And so is Darnell. Darnell's working. He's he put out a project. Yeah, I saw that. On the second one. Yeah, he's working on volume two, like Lamont volume. Two. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, that's where everybody's at right now. Um, okay. I mean, so yeah. so I mean, but Due Season came out with something recently, though. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Darnell called everybody. He wanted to do like a reunion thing because he's like, man, it's been like twenty years since we first dropped something like way back then. Twenty years. Like wow. Like okay. Yeah, because that was like 1990, what, 97? Did we drop something mm -hmm. 97? 97 or 98, somewhere in there like that. And I was like, okay. Cool. So we was like, we all agreed to it. We was like, yeah, we can, you know what I'm saying? We can put something together and, you know, mm -hmm. and get that project out. So the first song that we put out was He Did It. Um, and then we haven't put out anything since then. Um, still getting everything else in order. We're about too soon, though. Mm. Um, okay. I think we're, we're in the deciding process right now, figuring out what's going to come you know, which one we want to go with on that one. Uh, but other than that, that's where we are right now with due season. And it's still the same as before. Um, still like Christian based. Um, it's not nothing wild and stuff like that. Never really wanted to do the stuff like to have people's, you know, women twerking and stuff and all, <laughs> all stuff like that. Like that just wasn't up. Like I want to put out some clean music, you know? Um, right. But I had a lot of projects, you know, this, just working on like mm -hmm. mixtapes and everything like that oh, I've yeah. done solo since then oh look I know uh, you know re relationship one-on-one -on -one, Nick the feeling oh don't let me talk about what albums you done came out with I mean they're your album. oh yeah so <laughs> so the mixtape like relationship R101 that was the very first mixtape that I ever mm -hmm. did so I wanted to say I want I was like yo I really like these songs I want to take them I took parts of each you know like a like I did, um, what is it? What is the movie? Baby Boy. I did. Baby yeah, Boy. yeah, yeah, Baby Boy. Like a little section, little section on that one. She was like, "I stole my car, Jody," or whatever. <laughs> and then just put that in there. You know what I'm saying? I like mm -hmm. just samples from each of these like different songs, and I like build production around it. And that's the one thing like people don't know. I didn't just take a beat or something like that, or download right. a beat or whatever. I still did my production tool, you know, and mm -hmm. 
either at the vocals or took a part, even if it was a piano, put it on there and then did all the beats around it and then just came up with this, you know, project. So our 101 was the first one. Um, and then Love Files was just totally like all R&B-ish, you know, like love songs basically is what it is. And same thing, took samples and things like that and just built around it. So um, until I did Full Circle, and all of this was while I was in school, before school. I mean, I'm going to work. Uh, I'm getting off work. I'm going to school late. And I'm getting oh, I remember. I'm in the studio, man. I'm up to like 2, 3 in the morning. They was like, man, how can you do this? And I'm still in there and putting it out. Mm -hmm. so, but you I know that, that at the end, though. No, no, I'm saying, you know, but, but that speaks to, to the dedication that you have as, as an artist and the commitment that you have to artistry as a whole, you know. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the things that may be missing. I'm not sure, right? Because I don't know every artist in the world, nor do I know what every artist does. But I can say from my own lens, what I see is that a lot of artists don't put in the hard work like that. I mean, because I remember when you came up with, you know, relationship uh, R101 and Love Files and Nyctophilia and, you know, all of those things. Full so, circle. Full circle. I mean, I remember yeah. when you came up, came up with all of those albums, and so um, and, and we'll, and we'll yeah. get to night and we'll get to nineteen in a, in a in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I remember okay. when when you came up with all of those, and it just speaks to, as I said, your commitment to to your artistry, and I think a lot of artists need to really really hone in on that piece so that they could be successful in this industry. Yeah, it's just having that passion, cause I, I mean, I just have the passion, man. Yeah. Like you don't have yeah. to pay me. To, you don't have to pay me to do this. Like I've been doing it, but I was making like no money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would still be up all night. Like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? I'm in here, man. I'm in here. You know. Not. So yeah. It's just having that passion. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what you said too. Is is you know the shame part of it is that people don't get paid as much as they used to, you know, and so. You know, the, the money is not there as it once was for producers in the music industry, uh, you know, but if your heart yeah. is in it, if your heart is in it, then the commitment follows. And then, of course, the money ends up following also. But um, we actually got yeah. a question. We actually got a question for you, which is which is awesome. And so I'm opposed to so I'm okay. gonna put the, I'm going to put the question. I'm going to give you a moment to answer it and then we'll we'll jump in and continue. Okay. So it says, do you feel, this is from O'Shea, the homie O'Shea. Do you feel wearing multiple hats okay, simultaneously up, <laughs> ever takes away from one role or the other? Um, hmm. To me, I don't think it does because I look at it as writing the song, producing the music, putting it together, mixing it. I look at it as, to me, all, all one um just still under that one umbrella, that one project. So to me, that's my process. Like, I know I have to come in here and make this beat, and while I'm making this beat, I may have thoughts already, or I may have nothing. I can be sitting here just, just coming up with different melodies and stuff like that. Um, I like to consider myself, I'm a top line producer is what I am. See, I don't just make the beats and stuff like that, or just write, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can do the whole thing, like um, making a whole project. The only thing, I know where my limits are. So I know what hats I need help with. I know what hats I can't wear. Some what hats I wear like a little bit of. <laughs> Some I wear all of it. It's just knowing um, 
knowing your That's limits. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I think I'm doing too much production and I can't focus on how to write a song or something like that, then yeah, but I don't ever have any. I don't run into those issues like that to where I'm like, oh man, I feel like you know, mm-hmm, maybe I'm giving too much of this and not the other. Like so, mm. it, it's all together to me, good. But it's like I know where my where my um, like my networking or my like I don't have a manager, so trying to do that part, mm-hmm. those are heads. I know I'm not good at that, so that's why I know. Okay, I, I can't do that. I'm good at this, so I I don't even try to even go into those areas. I, I mean, I do as much as I can as far as like mm-hmm. social stuff, like. But past that, I really don't know that world, you know. And I've never had a manager like this. I don't know, you know, how to even go into that aspect of it. So I don't. So I don't wear hats that I don't really venture off into. So to mm. me. I don't think it takes away if you if it's it doesn't take away from me. I can say that because I know, like I said, it goes back to the passion and I know what I have. I know my process mm-hmm. and I don't mind the process and the world. Nah. Yeah. All right. We're good, man. I appreciate and appreciate the question. Um, so, I mean, if you have Thanks, any other Rick. questions for Genesis as we. Yeah. You know, so. So I don't know if everybody watching Rick is also question. Rick is also one of the homies, too, uh, as well. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, it goes back to some of the things that you were saying, because I've seen people try to wear hats that, or I would say, fit, put shoes on their feet that they can't walk in, right? And so right. I've, I've seen people try, I mean, and, and of course, in this, in this business today, you've probably got to try to be almost everything. You know, you've probably got to yeah. be your own producer, your own artist, your own, you know, mix engineer, your own mastering engineer, your own publicist and manager on what other what other roles that exist but i think once a person really finds where he or she is gifted then something about it it, it'll just it'll just take off you know you know like like you mentioned i tried the manager thing right i just it just wasn't for me Mm -hmm. it's not that i'm not gifted in it i don't i mean maybe maybe not but i know that's not one of my my strong suits i'm yeah i'm more of a um owner <laughs> i'm more okay, of a, yeah. i'm more of an owner than than a manager and i ha- i've had to learn that in the role of a manager i mean so as in it say let's say i was your manager right you really don't have to you really don't have to listen to what i tell you it's up it's it's up to you all right I, right, right. <laughs> you know my you know my job <laughs> is to give you is to give you the advice to help further your career along, to help make the connections for you so that you can get in the places where you need to be. But at the end of the day, it's your career. You can say, ah, Brian, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear that. Nah, nah, I don't want to go that right. direction. They, they fire managers all right. the time. Right, fire I'll managers like, all the time. I'll be, I'll be hearing it like, what? I'm like, you yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why for me, yeah. it's more, more being an owner. Like, I own We Create Music TV. If I was to ever start a label, I will own the label and then I will sign artists and then I will tell the artist what he, right, or, right. What he or she should do. And then if they don't do it, right. it's kind of like when you're in at the job, right? You know, you're a manager at the job and my employees don't tell them, mm-hmm. right? So if my employees don't do what I'm asking them to do, there's a disciplinary process that they go through and up to and including termination. So it's like, well, if you continue not to do what I tell you to do, I mean, I have no... No yeah. recourse but to fire you. I was having this conversation the other day, actually, because um, V asked me about that. And I was just saying, like, you know, when artists are with labels, 
a lot of them, they can't wait until they, you know, get independent or become independent or they start their own labels after the fact because they have more power. Like when you first get signed, you mean the label is like picking your songs, say, hey, you got to wear this, look like this, you need to sound like this, you know, go this direction versus if you're like independent, like you do whatever because you just you and you do whatever you want to do. Like it's a, you got the freedom. That's right. Like I put out all, I put out R&B album, an alternative album, mm-hmm. inspirational album. Like you can't, a label won't do that. They're like, hey, you need to stay in this lane and you're, this, you're right here. And, that, and that's it. That's right. So it's a, it's a huge, huge difference, man. It, it's a huge difference. And you know, of course, I don't know all the ins and outs of being signed to a label. I mean, I'm not an artist. I was never signed to, to a label. I, I mean, even today, I'm still not an artist, but there are certain type of freedoms. and. Let me go back. I know a ton of independent artists and I know several artists who are signed to labels. But just once again, from my lens, there's a difference between being signed to a label and being an independent mm-hmm. artist. You know, it's some of the things that you said is that you have the freedom to do almost anything that you want to do. You can if you want to put out this song. Right. So, so I, I give you a prime example, prime example of the freedom that independent artists have and the control that the record labels have. So Music Soul Child, and I, I'm, I'm sure you probably know this story, but Music Soul Child made the song Love, right? We all know that. I'm not going to sing mm-hmm. it, but we made <laughs> it made the song Love. But that song was right, originally right. For, for Trinity 5-7. And the song was called oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. The song was called Lord. And mm. he wanted to put that song out. And the record label was like, nah, bro, like, nope. That's not going on your album. Oh, he wanted to use Lord. Yes. Oh, yeah. The song actually is was originally. Oh, okay. Was originally Lord. I, yeah. He wanted to use Lord. And yeah. They were like, no. They were like, nah, nope. And so he said, okay. He changed Lord to Love, right under the the record label's instructions. Changed Lord to Love, and then gave the song to Trinity Five Seven. So if you go listen to Trinity Five Seven, they actually have the original song. And the one that's on Music Soul oh, Child's album, yeah, the one on his album is, I guess you can say, quote unquote, the remake where he used the word love instead of Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch oh, of things. Oh, yeah, that, I, I have to look it up. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, and of course, with record labels, you have the ability to, they can shelf you. You can sign, they can shelf you. As an right. independent artist, right. I mean, the only person who can shelf me is me. You know what I'm saying? So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. I know, I know they're on, they're on the different aspects that I've learned that, because mm. I went to a conference one time with like, it's a, it was a Rico Love conference that was in Indiana. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted there. to go. Like, I didn't, we didn't even know you went. Oh yeah, I went to that month. Yeah, yeah, and you just went by yourself. It was, it was one thing, <laughs> it was, it was didn't one tell thing us. that he said that was, my bad. It was one, it was one thing, I thought I did though. Oh, I guess I did. But it was one thing that he said, he was like, um, he was he was brought the opportunity to sign with a label or whatnot. So he was debating, you know, why should you do this or whatnot, whatnot. So it's just sometimes you have to look at and see the position that you're in at the moment or distribution deal. Should I take this? Should I not take this? You know, if they get a percentage of this publishing or should I not do this, blah, blah, whatever. And you have to look at the position that you're in. Because so, sometimes a label can help you. Like if you have nothing at all. And you're figuring, okay, if I go with this label, at least it'll be, you know, they can at least take me to probably the next level up from where I am or something like that. So it, I won't necessarily say like, um, not to go with a label or anything like that or not to, you know, 
not to use it for the fact of if, if you think that it can help you or advance or whatnot, then that would be an issue or something that you would do um, for a certain time. But you just don't want to be locked in. Like, I don't want to go and be locked in for like seven years to something like that or do a contract or something like that. Even if you did two no, years sir. or something or whatever, three. Yeah, no, then, sir. You know what I'm saying? And you can still use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I've still never done it yet. I've still never been signed to it like, at all. Um, not that I wouldn't or whatnot. Um, like I said, I think it just depends on, you know, mm-hmm. where that is, what's, what's in, the, in the small writing. You in, know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I've never asked you this question ever in the time that we've known each other, right? And so I know you haven't talked about it yet as far as all the people that you, you worked with and all the, 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 the Christian artists who's, <clears throat> whose albums you've been on. But I, I guess the question is, why did, and, and maybe you have an answer, maybe you don't, maybe, you know, it was just never offered. But uh, why did Cross Movement never sign you to Cross Movement? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you work with a ton of, I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't have to, I don't have, yeah. I mean, you worked I, with. I don't have that answer. You worked with Flame. You worked with. I mean, you can give a rundown of all the people that you worked with, you know. But I, I guess that was it's, the question. It's like, why? I for sure, Crossman would never, have picked you up and signed you. Nah, I never knew them like that. For one, mm. um, the owners of it. And I was, I was never in that circle. I mean, I okay. knew like Flame and them and Jr. and all that, but um, I would meet them like if we went and did like background or something for Courtney or something mm-hmm. like that. But other than that. Was never really in that circle at all. Okay. Um, and at the time, I was doing, like I said, I was producing all kinds of music. Like I wasn't doing just Christian or just gospel music or whatnot. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but um, it's I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, look. I know yeah. Courtney used to be like. Yeah, probably. Courtney used to tell me all the time. He would be like, man. He's like, man. He would be like, man. Why you ain't signed yet? Right. <laughs> and you ain't say, dang man. You should be signed on something. And I'm like, bro, like, you know what, though? I never really, I never really put myself out there. Mm. I mean, if I can, if I can be honest about it on that note, because I would always make the music. I would always have, like, I would think it's good music mm-hmm. um, and put the music out. But I was never in the right areas, never in like a music city. You know what I mean? Didn't really mm. go to the conferences, getting around music people, mm-hmm. things like that. I always had family, try to be family minded. I had kids. I'm like, I got to take care of my kids. Most people used to even ask, why are you still in St. Louis? I'm like, my kids in St. Louis. Like, I'm not leaving my kids <laughs> or whatnot. But, you know, right. but then they got grown. They gone now. They're like, why are you still here? <laughs> why are you still but, here? Um, <laughs> it's just like never in those situations. I never had the money to really go and really, mm. you know. So I don't know if that played a part in it or not or I just always pray to God and be like, Lord, just one day when you're ready, you know, and you're ready for me to go and do whatever I need to do according to whatever you want me to do, just you're going to bring those people, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to meet those people, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just saying create these opportunities for me and just give me the, you know, take away any fear to step out there mm-hmm. or, you know, I used to have a fear about even getting on stage. I used to have a fear about that, man. I used to get nervous. As man, I, like, can, I can't even imagine like, oh. that. I can't even imagine but that. I, but once I got on there. Once I hit the stage, it's like, oh, well, we're good. Now let's go. Okay, so so, <laughs> so so it's like me, me with me with roller coasters. 
big crowds are good. If mm. you get me in a room with like ten people, ten people, it's like okay. that's because that's because we all like this. Now I'm very nervous. Yeah, thousands of people. Oh, I'm good. I go rock that. Ten people, mm. two people. Like, ooh, wait a minute, hold on. But then I still do it. Oh, I do my thing. <laughs> it's like it's like turn on go button. It's just that nervousness, man. Like, mm. you know, but I got way better yeah. at that now, though, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think that's, to me, nervousness still shows that you care about what you do because you still have that, you oh, know, yeah. those butterflies in your stomach. I think the situation is if you don't get nervous, then I think maybe the love for it or the passion for it is, is gone because you're just like, oh, this is just, you know, another thing that I'm doing without heart, you know, and without passion into it. So I think it's still good to be nervous. Like, you know, I yeah. don't sing. In, I don't sing in front of nobody. You know, I don't care if it's a, a million <laughs> people on stage and nobody's looking at me. It ain't. It's not happening. You know. So I still think, even you, you know, jumping up there because you know you even had a chance to open up for for Nutley. You know. So yeah. You know, doing that. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. Yeah. So t- take a moment to talk about that. How did that opportunity <clears throat> come about, and what was it like? Well. I was I was at like I said it was at the school, um, and and I was doing my project. I was working on Full Circle. Got done with that, and I did a video called Love Me Again, right? And so I put it out. And then the next day when I went to school, they was like, "Yo, Pam, want to talk to you?" And I was like, "Pam, want to talk to me?" Pam was one of the you know the directors or whatever the owners. So I went in there and talked to Pam, and she's like, "Hey," she was like, uh, "You did this song Love Me Again?" And I was like, "Yes." And she was like, well, I want to tell you that it's on our website. We took a, a you know, took a video of it and put it on the website. And I was like, what? For real? And she was like, yeah. She's like, go to the website, check it out. So I'm like, cool. And then she was like, well, I got another opportunity. She's like, Nelly's going to be doing this, you know, benefit show mm. at the pageant. And she said, she was like, would you mind opening up for him? And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll open up. I don't mind at all. Yep. You know, and she was, like, I want you to, she was like, I want you to do this song. And I was like, okay, I'll do that song. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And that's how that mug came, bro. Um, hey, I think Nat Nat went with me to that. Yeah, to that because he did a lot. He, he did a video in for it when we went. Yeah, and like I yeah. said, rocked it on stage. It was good. Like rocked it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now I got to think about where was I during that time when you was when you was because I was I, I remember I remember Man, I that too. I but I don't know where I was because you know I, I sure would have went. Like how come I ain't go? Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, you know, I, it was dope. Yeah, Love Me Again is dope. I mean, if you haven't checked out Genesis music, I almost called him Fitz. My bad, bro. <laughs> nah, you like, look, like I said, you know, people still call me Fitz. Look, like I said, I've I've known him for for ten years. They Fitz. don't say Genesis, right? Like so <laughs> that's because we're just used to it. But uh, if you have not checked out Genesis uh, work, you can always go to Genesis.com and check it out. You can go to YouTube, type in Genesis in. I mean, he'll give all the social media and stuff at the very end. Yeah, all but the videos. It, yeah, all the videos are up there. I mean, what he hasn't talked about yet are the, you know, the three songs that, that, you know, that, that we did together. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's all good. Overdose. Yeah, overdose. We ain't talking about Overdose yet. Do I have yet. Overdose on there? Do you, ha- do you have Overdose? You know, I, got, I got the album over here somewhere. But do you have Overdose somewhere? No, I wouldn't have it on there. Nah, I was trying see. to see if Overdose was on there. No, it's not on there. Shame, shame, shame. shame. I don't know how I, I would do that. Shame, shame, I shame. On there. I think I need to put that up there. Mm. Yeah, Overdose. Yeah, you, got, yes, like you gotta put that. Yeah, you gotta put that. You know, yeah, so... Overdose is dope. Overdose is dope. We still gotta do a video to it, so... 
I don't know if you know, I don't think I told you, but I'm re-releasing the album. I'll tell you that. With I didn't four, know that. four nah. new songs on it. Yeah, four new songs will be on it. It's coming out uh, next year. I already got two songs done. Oh, that's like, but, uh, it's like a deluxe. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, the deluxe version. Yeah, the, the try again version. But, uh, <laughs> the try <laughs> Silly, man. Oh, the try again version. <laughs> but, yeah. Nah, I just got to do it. Yep. You know, so, um, yeah, so it's, it's going to be re-released. You know, we came out with it in 2017. You know, and the one thing I liked, I loved about Overdose is I took that DJ Khaled approach with it. I wanted to have several artists right. on on the album. And, you know, I mean, it came out September 5th, my birthday, 2017. So now it's going to come out with, yep. dang, three years, three, four years later? Is that four years later? Dang, hey. that's crazy. But I hey. The songs are still dope, so I don't care. Right. Especially, like, I used to say, like, man, these mugs are old as a mug. Like, people ain't going to listen to it. And then Nav always be like, man, nobody even heard this mug. <laughs> Something like that. It's like, so go ahead and put it out or whatnot. But um, it's just a lot of stuff, like, music that's out now, man, or out today. Sometimes, huh, sometimes I'd be, like, getting confused a little bit or... It's like, what is this? You know, I always be like, what is this? Like, I, I don't know. I hear a bunch of autotune and I hear a bunch of, not that you can't use autotune or nothing like that or nothing against autotune because I just actually got a bunch of autotune apps on here. Not a bunch, but two. Because um, I never really use autotune for real, but it's just, I don't know. I guess something mentally, I have to, it's a lot of people out here that I believe are making like great music. And then I'll hear something on the radio and be like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like you're not even you're not even talking about anything like mm -hmm. nothing like really and like I don't know I don't get it I mean it's the world we live in so mm. you know mm. good music so, is probably like gone out the window somewhere mm. so do you feel that's something within the music culture that we need to regain is the uh, is making good music I know like. Beyonce put out a, um, she put out a, a post, and I know Tank put out a post, and they were talking about, like, where are, like, where are the good artists that, like, that are making real songs? They're like, people don't make albums anymore. Like, nobody sits down to really think about the whole process and structure an entire album. They just want to, let me put this single out so I can try to get this to go on and get hit and make big. Or let me put this out. Like, and the mindset is always about making it big. And that's it. Like, instead of, this is what I do. This is my passion. I love music. I love making music. Like I said, I'll be doing this. When I wasn't even making nothing, you know what I'm saying? Not even making a dime. And it's like, I like, I love it so much, I focus it. Just leaving like my full circle album, when I first came up with the full album, it's telling a story from like beginning to the end. Um, it's like a maturation process of a guy that was in love mm -hmm. and he cheated and broke and then got it together and got right. So it's like, mm -hmm just making full complete albums and making something good and wholesome that's gonna help people you know what i'm saying bring people up and mm. we can talk about money and money all day or like carrying a gun oh yeah or shooting people or something like that and mm -hmm. but what does that do like at, at, at the end of the day you know what i mean so, hey i don't know i i don't um, it gets people turned up i guess i don't i really i don't i don't know but then again i guess because we we're a little older than everybody else. People just got to do what you do. <laughs> you but know what I'm gotta, saying? People like, got to do what you do. 
like staying and staying in line. It's nothing. It's always something I can adjust. I can adjust to what's what's mm-hmm. going on. I can see mainstream. This is this is the way that they're going. Okay, I can adjust and get some stuff, but they're still gonna be talking about something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still not gonna come out with nothing. And it's I can I can get with the auto tune or uh, get the beat pop or whatever. Do what they need to do, and it's mm-hmm. still talking about something. Like it still has a good message. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, what's the message? I'm listening to stuff like what like what are you really talking about? Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like. Even though you from the streets or whatever, or you from the hood, yeah, I got brothers and stuff from the hood, like all in jail. I didn't, I didn't go to jail. I didn't go that route. Like, right. But right. that don't mean yeah, I don't, don't know, know nothing. I don't know nothing about it. I'm choosing. I'm choosing to, you mm. know, what I'm saying, do something this way. And a lot of people, a lot of artists run into. They say this is all that I know. And I'd be like, well, you still can do something different. You don't want to stay here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to promote right. people to stay here. You trying to get people out. What do you do? Right, but do you do think it. the but but do you think the the overall music culture influences that today? Like that's what they push, and so and they glorify it, and and they pay very well for it, and so yeah. younger kids growing up see that, and they see you know I'm I'm not I don't want to throw out names of whoever because I don't want nobody to say oh you know well that's not the person or you got yeah, whatever yeah. whatever. But the, the situation is, is that you do have artists who are out here who are glorifying things maybe that they shouldn't because of what the record labels are pushing because that's what's making, making the money, even though they themselves right. may not live that, that way. You know, prime example, prime example, and I know ain't nobody ever going to remember who this is, you know. So there was a, a, a lady back in the day, she was a rapper called Boss. You remember Boss? I don't even know. If you remember the rapper Boss? What's the she, What's the song? She had a song, um, "Deeper." Was it "Deeper"? I don't think so. Oh yeah, the song I was. I don't think so. The song was um, the song was amazing, but that's not who she was. No, I don't remember. She only put on that persona because that's what the record labels labels wanted, and so I mean, mm-hmm. she she talks about it. So if you ever go uh, find who Boss is and you look at you know her interview, she talks about the fact that she didn't want to do that because that wasn't who she who she really was was you know but she got paid though she got she got that bread yeah but yeah yeah and and i think today a lot of people are probably doing things within the music culture that they may not really want to to do but they're getting paid for it so right you know, and i, I mean I like i said it if you're i mean you don't want to stop nobody's hustle or whatnot mm-hmm. i'm just at a point right now, like, I don't care if I make millions of dollars, thousands of dollars. I don't care. I don't have to be the richest person in the world. I don't have to be the poorest person in the world. Just as long as I can do something or just get to the point the way if I want to go here, I can go here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something like that. So it's like not my focus. Like, it's always been my passion, and the main thing is with me. I can say it first: Fitzgerald, Genesis, Sippy from the beginning. Fitzgerald is is my aspect of God, man. Like I look at it as all of this that I have that I possess is from God. Period. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like these are his, these are the gifts and talents that He's given me, and I have to I have to use these in a way that basically you want to bring glory to God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though I haven't always done that, you know, and just being honest about it, I haven't always done that. But at the mm. end of the day, I know, I know this is God given talent, God given gift. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why it's always been my passion. That passion never goes anywhere because I know that I'm I'm not at the point that God is finished. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, none I of us are. It's something, it's, it's, something, it's something coming. Like, mm. I see myself in all different places. I see myself on the stage. I see myself getting that Grammy. I see myself doing this, blah, blah, blah. Hey. I always feel hey. God. Hey. hey, 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 that's right. I'm like, it ain't happened yet. It may not never. And the point is, even if it doesn't, like God's done enough with me in this music to where I'm satisfied with mm-hmm. what I do. You know, even though I still that unease, a little bit of content to be like, dang, Lord, like, man, like, listen to this crap that's on here right, <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? Versus this. Or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just pushing. That's the only thing that gives me hope and to give me that to keep going because a lot of people will give up. A lot of people mm-hmm. have been like, man, I ain't got nothing done so far. I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. and that's where the mental strength comes in that you got to keep telling yourself to keep going. Like, don't stop yet because you don't know it could be right around the corner. And there's so many other areas with sure music that you can get into instead of just being an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, we, me and you talked about the sync stuff. Like even getting into syncing licenses and all yes. things like that, like all all kinds of stuff. Get of course, mixing, doing all kinds of stuff like that, you can charge or make money off of, not just being on stage. So it's, mm-hmm. you have to look at it that way too. Music is everywhere. I mean, everywhere. elevated music, stadium, TVs, commercials, like everywhere. So, I mean, you have to broaden your horizons and just focus on what you want to do and get your education in it be smart about it and and be passionate about it and go and do it and don't have a lot of excuses because you can come up with a lot of excuses with doing this stuff so that's what i would say that's what helps me yeah you know trust me we can come up we can come up with excuses oh nobody's rocking with my music today you know or you know yeah and the biggest things are is is no go ahead one thing i would say too to that because i find myself doing this and i really have to stop if you're, if you're an artist, producer, whatever, whoever you are, and let's say even if it's social media or anything like that, like don't envy or don't, don't be jealous of other people. Like try to be happy yeah. with them and things like that. Like I used to question sometimes. I'd be like, dang, like this person just got this. Like, or they just signed here. Like, dang, man, like, dang, what's going on? Like I had to stop doing that because mm-hmm. that's that person's time. That's that person's moment. Like, be happy for them. So now I'm always like, congratulating, man, that's dope, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. I'm glad you did that. And like, I support people. I support people before they blow up. Like, I don't wait until you get way up here just to do a repost for you or something like that. Right. Or say, hey, go check right. this person out because this is this. Like, just being honest, man. If people don't get it back, you don't get it back. Everybody mm-hmm. don't mean like that. <laughs> but I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm like, you don't have to. But I do what I do. And that's all I can say. Just, yeah. Just try not to look at what the other person is doing. Do you be in your lane and put out that stuff and don't worry about what everybody else thinks about it. Right. Just you know, and, and you know, and that, that's that's the big thing is doing you and not really listening to the opinions of others. It's good to take feedback, right? So it's good to take feedback yeah, yeah. and learn from it, but you don't allow the person's opinion or feedback to hinder you as as an artist. You know, and I'll tell yeah. you as, as somebody who loves, I'm gonna put it out there, right? Somebody who loves to sing, been doing it since I was, you know, yay high. But for me, it was always the, the opinions. <laughs> it was always the opinions of people. And that's why I would never do it. 
I'm because I, I was always like somebody's looking at me, somebody's being judgmental, somebody's going to say something. I may hit a wrong note, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, you know how it is, you know, when you yeah when you sing, and then they go, mm, he didn't hit that note right, and it's like ah, you know, right. so it, and it, it deters a lot and, of people and, from doing it. And just on the lines of just not really like just listening from other people, just I guess what I was trying to say is. Is, is your own mentality and your own mm-hmm. thoughts. Like, don't mm. don't let the success of other people and you don't have it turn you down or turn you away to make you think that what you're doing isn't great or isn't good mm. enough because you just you just haven't had your moment yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell myself. Don't look at it because they're taking off or this person took off or this person did this and you're still here to mean like, oh, well, this must be whack stuff or this must be, this is yeah. garbage or something like that. Like, don't think like that unless it's really garbage and you can tell, <laughs> you can tell yourself y'all it's garbage. But no, nah, for real, for real. Seriously though, but don't, don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, a comparative, a comparative mentality is, is like a, a cancer for artists. It really is. When you start comparing yourself yeah. I had that in the very beginning. I'm not going to say who who was was with, but I had that. And I've said it before on, on the show before is that there was somebody that I looked up to. And, and, and don't try to guess because you know who it is. But somebody it was somebody I looked up to, uh, you know, as a producer uh-huh. and did some amazing stuff, you know, in, in, in his career. And I was like, man, why can't I have that? I want the same thing, too. Right. And that, it was that comparative uh-huh mentality you know and that i will come home and i and i let i let this person listen to a whole bunch of my music i got laughed at by this person you know what i'm saying <laughs> like it was a whole it was a whole yeah. thing you know but but that comparative mentality set in to go dang well maybe i'm not that good maybe i should just quit maybe i should go do something else yeah right and that's that's a cancer i have a, <clears throat> I have a select few a, a few people that i actually let and listen to stuff. You know what I mean? Like I got the same mm-hmm. obviously. I was saying, hey, what y'all think about this? Or blah blah whatever, whatever. But I don't I mean I don't really do that to everybody. Other than right. a lot of people. Well, just people I kinda trust with it. And then at the end I still go off of what what is God telling me about this song? Should I really mm-hmm. still go put this out or whatnot? Or what do mm-hmm. I feel like? Because some people, you know, just like um put out a song and they be like, hey man, I put this out and that was told not to put it out and look what it did. This is blue. You just never know sometimes. You never know. But yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, man. So, man, so let's talk know. about let's talk about nineteen. So, I All would right, say I would say where did the idea of nineteen come from? But uh, you can explain more about the, your the project that you recently released and what it really means. Right. So, nineteen. Um, I just noticed that everybody was putting out stuff about COVID and the quarantine and everything like that, and I was like, yeah, this is what we're in right now. This is what the world is facing, and even the Black Lives Matter. And I was like, I'm an artist. Do something. Put a project together and put it out. Because actually, I was working on seven. Um, so I stopped working on seven just to put this out with 19. And it was COVID-19, so I just named it 19. Um, and my cousin, she was like, we were over there at my sister's house. And we were just playing around. And she was like, ooh, that 19 ain't playing. And stuff like that. And I was like, that 19. <laughs> so I went home and I was like, huh. So I listened to this beat. And I was saying, oh, that 19. And then after that. Just sat down and was like, huh, what else can I, what are the other issues that people are talking about here? They're talking about 19, the COVID, obviously. They're talking about social distancing. 
six feet apart and things like that. So that was a song, Six Feet. Then they're talking about wearing a mask. So I'm like, oh, I got to have a song about masks. So mm-hmm. I did that. And then Vibe. Vibe was the first one I actually brought out. Because that dealt with the Black Lives Matter and then just talking about just the, the racial conflicts that we were having mm. right now um, in the country. So I wanted to do something to talk about that more, like bringing people together. Like, like why did it have to be COVID to bring everybody together as one? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or why did this person have to die to bring everybody together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So just all of those aspects. And then the Alive song, just saying about, man, I'm alive. And like survivors from COVID, like you're still alive. Mm. You have something to be thankful for. So I used that song and my whole run in and getting with being shot at, you know, I had to use that and I'm still alive. Like those bullets could have hit me. Bro, that was so you know crazy. That I could, was. I, I could be gone right now, man. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want I want to do something to say about this and talk about this and have everything as a whole. So that's where the whole project of 19 came together. Mm. And in, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. So now it's yeah. back to seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and can't wait for seven to be released. But uh, I mean, for the, for those of you who are tuning in, make sure you go to the website. I posted it. Make sure you go to uh, his social media uh, and you can see more about. Uh, I'm still waiting for the mask video to drop. I, I, w- I want to see that. Where your mask? Yeah, that's at? coming up. Your, yeah, yeah, I want to see that. But uh, yeah, Nav should have that pretty soon. Now, yeah, now I need to hurry up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. You know, so I mean, so what made you go with the color schemes for 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 nineteen? The red and the black and the white. Yeah. Yep. Um, actually, I had all kinds of stuff, man. Different. I was talking with V, and we was just actually I was using this little phone app called Fonto, and it was just all kinds of colors and everything. I mean, like it wasn't all black, red, and white. That's just the one that just looked the best. Um. It, was, it really didn't have any significance, like, meaning this or red because of blood or something like that. Like, nothing like that. But <laughs> it just looked the best. And I sent okay. out a couple of pictures to people and said, hey, okay. hey, which one did y'all, you know, which one do you think y'all think I should go with? And that mm-hmm. was kind of one of the ones that was, like, the most picked. Okay. So I just went with it. No, not really any big significance to that, though. Okay. Or, you know, behind it. Okay. Yep, with the 19. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if it if it if the colors stood for for something Mm-mm. or if it was just you know on a whim, right? <laughs> like I'm gonna just use these colors. But uh, you know, nah. like I said, Man, if I you had bright yellows and oranges and everything. I know. Like if you haven't had a chance to check out 19, make sure you do. 19 is a is a great project by by Genesis, aka Fitz. And um, you know, I know you said seven yeah. is gonna be coming out, so that's gonna be dope too. Yes. Working on seven right now. So, like, well, was already working on I've been working on seven for years, actually. The first idea of seven came when I was at EI. Me mm. and Shane. Shane plays a lot of the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Shane is really dope. But we talked about seven way back then, man. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off. I'm like, no, I'm going to work on this. Like, and then putting it off and putting it back. And finally, you know, I would do portions of a song and it'll just sit there. And it'll be like a year done passed and it's still sitting there. And then I go back to it. And then I'm going to something else. So finally, it's here. <clears throat> I'm just in the mastering stage at this point right now. I'm done with the mixing and all of that. So, but seven is just about um, the whole project. Seven songs, um, and they're all talking about the forgiveness. Like I'm forgiven. It's basically at the bottom line. 
Um, each song deals with certain aspects or different aspects, but it's just talking about like, just my sins are forgiven. And okay. if you hear it and they hear it, okay, wait a minute. basically what it's about. Wait a minute. This is what you was asking me for, the, for a song for, right? No. Oh, okay. I bet. <laughs> no. <laughs> bet. No, 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 uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember what that, I'm, I remember what that was for. Okay. So, All right. Yeah, seven is basically, that's what that is. And how God says he forgives us seven times seven. And it's like so many yep. people, even if they don't, even if you aren't saved and you don't know God at all, most people know sin or they heard of sin mm -hmm. before, even things like that. Or most people pray to God or ask to be forgiven of something. So it's like a struggle in life is what that is. It's what this album is all about. Just bringing hope to your struggles in life of being knowing that I'm a forgiven mm. person or whatever it is. So right. that's what Seven is basically about. But no, the project I was asking, telling you about. Oh, the Son of God, God one. Yeah, the Son of God one. All right, I'll make sure I get on that's my. What uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got to see I'm working on that stuff. right now. That's what I'm working on right now. That's just right. sitting around just Jesus, period. Okay. That's it. Just Jesus. All right. I'm going to have some like, I'm going to have like some ethereal choir type, you know, hey. down south gospel, you know, cinematic. Honestly, uh, <laughs> honestly, with this one, with, with the Son of God one, I've literally came in here. This is my Studio 78, y'all. I came in here and I've sat and I said, Lord, this is about you because I've done all other projects and stuff and you know what I'm saying and some mm -hmm. of, a couple of them didn't give God no glory at all like it wasn't nothing like that at all um, <laughs> but this one oh like I know a couple of them like it is, I right know in. look I know a couple like of them my milk chocolates and stuff and all that but um, oh, wait see see we didn't even talk one, about milk chocolate but we'll, we'll come back to that later but go ahead but but this one right here I've literally came in here and I sat down and said you you literally direct this album right here you direct it. What, what do you want me to talk about? I've got these songs right here. What can I put with this song that you want to talk about? I'll open up the Bible and say, what stories about Jesus should I bring out in this whole album? Just to bring and let people know about just Jesus. If you hadn't heard anything about Jesus at all or anything like that, like that's what this whole son of God is going to be about. So I've literally came here and prayed and before each song is like, what do you want to say? through this or on this song. And that's literally how I've been taking each song. No matter what the music has been like, like I text y'all and said, I need the music to be crazy. Cause I've never really, co you know, collaborated yes. with other yes, you did. on a full project. I've always done my own producing mm -hmm. and everything. So on this one, I said, I'm, I'm stepping out the box. Mm. I'm going to use other producers. That's why I said, if you got, I know you make a beat, yo, send me a beat, bro. Or mm -hmm. send me something to check out. I've gone and done that. So I'm taking different stuff because I want this to be a big collaborative thing, mm. but still talking about the one main focus. Right. So that's why I think this is this is just completely different from anything that I've ever done right now. So. Okay. Well, you know, I can't wait to hear yeah. the whole the whole project. You know, see how see how that turns. Or at least you know, first I gotta I gotta hear seven. Well, first even for that I gotta see the mass video. I, I want to see see the mass video. <laughs> it's so much it's coming. So and so, it's so much I'm doing. I'm, I know. I'm staying busy, bro. I know. Okay, like, so, so, much. so in in the same realm of you staying busy, you you <clears> are working. <throat> you did some stuff with Due Season, right? You re recently released something mm -hmm. with Due Season. He did it. Now you're working on Seven. You'll be working on the Son of God. You recent release uh, Nineteen, which is the COVID nineteen project, and you have a organization, uh, not an organization, but a company called Pitch Perspective. Yes. So, I mean, so where so, did that idea come from? What is it? 
<clears throat> that's me and my wife. So Veda Sky, y'all get ready to look out for her. Veda Sky, because working on her EP as well. I'm a busy man. <laughs> that's all I can say. So Pitch Perspective is my wife and I. So that's us together. So whenever we do anything together, we always put it under Pitch Perspective. Um, we started out doing these bench talks where we would go and we would sit down and we would just talk about anything and just put it up there on YouTube. Um, and then she wants to get off. She does art, so she paints and everything like that. So that's all under the website with Pitch Perspective, um, her art. Um, so it's just one lab of everything artistic, like if you want to say, but still music-based. Mm -hmm. We have an album coming out together. We put out an EP. It's Pitch Perspective. That's what it's going to be. Um, okay. So it's still like Genesis. I'm still myself when I do my own stuff. It's Genesis. When she does her own stuff, it's still Veda Sky. But together when we collab, like we did, um, uh, I forgot the name of our song already. <laughs> See how blank my mind went? <laughs> um, what's the name of our song we just put out? Oh, <laughs> um, is is that the yeah the one for the wedding? All my um, life. All my yeah, life. that's right. How how did I forget that? You sang it at the wedding, Demont. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So how that's under pitch perspective because it's the both of us. So that's mm -hmm. how we're doing it. So that's what pitch perspective is, and all of our film work. So I've done videos because I've just gotten off into doing videos, um, and just come out with a mini short like the three a.m. That's a mini short. I shot her in that. So that's. 3 a.m. It's up there on YouTube too. Yeah. Nah, no, you didn't. Out. No, you didn't. You scared her. You scared her in that, in that video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a mini short. It's like six minutes or that's, seven minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I but woke it was, up like in the middle of the night. But it was awesome. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, hey, I got this idea. Let's just. I'm gonna shoot this like scary movie. I'm like, come on, let's do it. And I'm like, put this on. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, just come on, come on. So just saying that, I, man, I done had a director's hat on there and I was going through just doing mm -hmm. my time. I don't know nothing about this. It's just that I can tell you like this. It's so many things that I believe that I can do, mm. even if I haven't done them. And it's so many ideas that I have up here in this brain. And it's like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. have to wait until, I'm not going to wait until Oh, if I make it big here, if I do this, or if I get with this company or get with these people, blah, blah, whatever. I'm taking what I have and I'm using what I have and I'm just going to do it. And so I told her, hey, we got this camera. Let's just, we're going to go shoot this, <laughs> whatever. And that's what we did. And like, I've always had in my mind, I want to do like a Christian film, but not like, not like any of the other ones that, mm -hmm. are, that, that are out. Just a whole totally different perspective, but I want to give it away. But mm -hmm. so it's like, I haven't done it, but that's coming. That's what I'm focusing on. I mean, a full length, even if it's like an hour long. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I really want to do a full length. So everything is in the works, man. So that's a nugget that we can give to different artists and producers or whoever your artist coming up. Like, don't wait. Don't feel like you got to wait until or try to get like the best stuff or the best this. Like, use what you got. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and go forth with it and do it. Like Nike say, do it. Just do it. Don't wait. Just do, do it. it. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece of advice is, is do it. I mean, you find a lot of people, you know, at, at our church here, um, you know, they always use the, the same saying, everybody, false evidence appear, appearing real. I mean, I don't know who made that up, but, you know, some genius somewhere made up false evidence appearing real and made it the fear acronym. But at our church, uh, our pastor talks about uh, do it afraid. If you're scared, 
still do it, but do it afraid. Yeah. At least you're out there doing what you need to do and the comfortability with it or the ease will set in. But yeah. in the very beginning, do it afraid. You know, like I didn't know anything and about don't be afraid to mess up. Right. Like I didn't know anything you know, about I, none of this. But guess what? I did it. Bro, like I, if, if you <laughs> I have never been taught. I've never been taught how to do music or how to make music. Mm -hmm. I have it up here in my head. The only thing I had, I mean, of course I had to ask a question at the first beginning. How do you record this right here? <laughs> or something. But I mean, everything else is like just sitting here. I try stuff mm -hmm. and I learn that way. If I do it and it fails, it don't work. Then I know for the next time. Don't do that way. Go this way or whatever the case may be. But it's like you try it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't be afraid to fall or blah, blah, whatever. But I, 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 nobody taught me how to make a beat or whatever or how to write mm -hmm. a song. Or something like that. Like I got music in my head, and it's like I can hear these sounds. I find what's in my head, and then I make it. And sometimes I'm going off the fly. I can hear this beat, boom, boom. Oh, I like that sound, or whatever. I'm going here, and or I'll hear these chords, and I just automatically think something. I try to record it real quick. I record myself so I don't forget it. And then later on, I'll get words or something. Unless something comes, the feel of it. I just get the feel of it. But nobody taught me how to do that. Like you just do it. If you mess up, if I mess up. Then I go and I start again. So, hey, don't be afraid to mess up. Like, it's good to mess up, too, because then you learn. You know what I mean? You learn. So. Yeah, and, and that's the biggest that you learn from. Else. You learn from those mistakes, and yeah. those mistakes that you learn from helps make you make you better. You know, you're already, an, you're already answering all the questions, the other questions I was going to ask you anyway. But <laughs> thanks, Fitz. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, I that's, that's, that's the thing, brother, is just, you know, if you, have a, if you have a mindset to do something and you have a plan to do it, just do it. Even if you have to do it afraid, yep. just, just do it. When I, when I wanted to do We Create Music TV and I was going to invite people into my home to do interviews, I didn't know how to interview anybody. I probably still don't know how to interview anybody. Right, right. right. Like this. <laughs> nah, you straight, but, man. Like, I just like talking to people and finding out people. And I guess that comes, you know, from my background of, you know, being in corporate America, just being very inquisitive and asking a lot of questions. But I think that, you know, with, I almost lost my whole train of thought with that whole thing. But do whatever you're going to do. Just get out there and, and do it. Regardless if you're scared, if you're afraid, do it. Grab it by the horns. And just go for go for what you know. But man, yeah, I'm about to say it again, Fitz. You know, man, we've been talking over an hour. I gotta rem I gotta re remember that we're actually in an interview because oh, we'll, we'll just sit here and talk. <laughs> you and I would just sit here and talk as like friends, you know. And everybody would just like tuning in, I, and oh, I'll forget good. that we, you know, I forget we're doing this interview. But uh, <clears throat> like I said, you already answered, you know, most of the questions that that I was going to ask you. And I can't ask you what's next because you already gave us all the stuff that's, that's what's oh, next yeah. for you. You know, but... Um, so... No, go ahead. Actually, you got the mask video is coming next. Okay? Yes, I want to see it. And then... Yep, the mask video. Um, my wife, Veda Sky, her EP is coming. She's going to come out with it. Uh, her first video will be Brighter Days. That'll come. Then Seven will drop. And then after that, The Son of God. So, okay. It's just like... It's just like... Order. You got it like the Marvel uh, cinematic uh, release. Is that how you're doing it? You, you got it all planned like a Marvel. Son of God. 
You, you know how like Marvel? No, no. You know how like Marvel already has all their movies planned out, and they do like a big thing. This one's first, and then this one, oh. and then followed by this is the yes, yeah, yeah. yeah you already okay. got it ready. Yeah. You gotta have an order. Gotta. Have <laughs> I have an order. Look, mm. look. I got a, I got a white boy, right? So it was nab idea years ago, but I got it. Mm -hmm. All this stuff is listed down. Now it may not go in the same order as what I had written at first, <laughs> or whatnot, <laughs> but. This is the plan, you know, mm -hmm. unless something change, that's the plan. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, I can't so wait to see the man's video. No, we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, 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 go so, ahead, of course. At Genesis, at Genesis on all your social media, it's J-Y-N-I-S-Y-S, he got it right down here, you know, if you can see it down there. So, at Genesis on all, the, you know, the social media, SoundCloud, things like that. Um, Genesis.com, you got PitchPerspective.com. Um, or at Pitch Perspective too on YouTube or at Instagram, and then you got my wife, which is Veda Sky. It's V E T A S K Y. So you can do VedaSky.com and check her stuff out too as well. So all of that you can find us, and we ready. And my wife is beautiful. She's they crazy. ready. I they ready. She was like a supermodel at first. I thought she was a supermodel. <laughs> wait, wait. I asked her beforehand. You say you thought she was a supermodel at <laughs> first, right? No, I mean like yeah, I mean, yeah, before, yeah. Fix that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying when she wasn't my wife, because I used to always oh, oh, yeah. ask her, I would see her photos, and so I'd be like, I'd be like, you don't model, like why you don't model? I'm like, you should model. I used to tell her all the time, you should model. So that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. That ain't went, that ain't went, that ain't went nowhere. She still looks you, like you were like, hey girl, I see you over there. Shoot, I remember before y'all got married. It's still striking, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still striking, like still breathtaking. Sometimes you can see her, even mm -hmm. and be like, dang, like for a quick second, you'd be like, like she would be like a straight up Angela Bassett. Like if she was famous, like you would think like she's Angela Bassett or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'd be like, they'd be like, what? You'd be like, who is this? Like, like what? Look, I know how it is being a married guy. I know how it is. Your, your wife comes in and you're just she's like. So silly. I was like that today. I, as a matter you know, of fact, y'all, I was I like that like earlier today. Now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just being real. I ain't like But <laughs> there are those moments you'd be like, you'd be like, dang. Like, oh, hey. Okay. It's a lot of moments. You'd be like, oh, I, I see you over there. <laughs> okay. You know, and you know, we've been married for 20, 20 years, and it's still today. It's still, mm hmm. I see. Oh, hold on. She may Ooh, see this interview. So oh, wait, wait, my, wait, my son over there. You know, I'm doing. You know, producing the show. That's too so. good because marriages are crazy right now, man. Uh, like it's, an, it's an attack like on marriages right now, bro. Like, it's, so it's absolutely. Doing some stuff like that would be dope too. Yeah. Make some songs about that. Like, yeah. Hey. Instead of instead of all these songs about bees and hoes and, you know. Yeah. And You're a songwriter, wop, right? And WAP like, and WAP and all this other stuff. Now, I, I know somebody going to see this interview. I just go through. Right. You know, I can I can look at other people and write about that. Like that's a, mm -hmm. that's a part of being a songwriter. Right. You can bring out the emotion. Like it doesn't have to be just you. Like mm -hmm. hey, that's right. write about it. Write about it. Just do it. Let's get out there and do it, man. So any last words that you have for for those who are watching and those who will watch this interview afterwards? Anything else you want to tell them? Um. Um. I'm a great person. I love people. Easy to get along with. Follow me. Um, he, he's not on. This is this is not this is this is not Christian. Christian mingle. <laughs> Comments. 
something, you know. But no, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you you're, you're in this industry and you do what we do, um, like we've already said before, do what you do, be yourself, be a hundred percent yourself, trust yourself and what you do, and believe in yourself. And like I said, thank God, thank God, because I thank God all the time just for the ability to even comprehend all of this stuff and then be able to do it. So that's what I would say. That would be my thing. And don't give up. Just keep going. Yeah, don't give up. Too many people give up and they never, you know, they go for the diamond and they're almost there. Right before they get the diamond, they give up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, don't don't give up. Well, Fitz, man, I mean, Genesis, I can't help it. Man, it's been a pleasure, brother. You're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen you in like a, a while, though. So it's good to, you know, besides the other videos yeah, and stuff you, you post up. But, it's COVID. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's when the whole thing crazy. over, you know, we coming back up to St. Louis for a little visit. But, um, or you come down to Atlanta either way. I got to come down. You know? Yeah, I got to come down there. I ain't yeah. down there. Yeah, so, so you and Nap, so you and Nap come. Rick, you drive from Nashville and Kev is already here, so. Kev already there. Oh, yeah. right there. You know what I'm saying? So, and then we can, you know, do some stuff and introduce you to some people down here. And it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, but man, I appreciate, I appreciate you, brother. Um, you too, right, man. Yeah. We're going to close it out. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for just being here, uh, getting the chance to know Genesis and what Genesis is all about from a, uh, artist perspective, a songwriter, a singer, and even an entrepreneur. As far as you know, working with pitch perspective and doing those amazing things. So keep keep it locked and watch out for for my man Genesis. But I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again to another episode of We Create Music TV. It is always a pleasure to be of service to you and to provide a platform that continues to educate, empower, and inform you of just amazing music things that can help grow your career and take it to the next level. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it.